clock strikes here. It's always Halloween, and I'm always your haunted host, Luce Tomlin Brenner. Welcome to another Small Frights Friday. On these special episodes, I like to share a curated selection of calls from our All Hollows hotline and letters from our eek mailbag. This episode of It's Always Halloween is brought to you by the Patreon Ghoul Gang. This stone-cold pack of weirdos is making sure It's Always Halloween stays independent, ad-free, and sustainable. Thank you so much for all of your continued support. Speaking of Patreon, I have two new exciting benefits to share with everybody. And if you have been on the fence about joining, I hope that these might tempt you in. So I know that we are post-calendar Halloween. Some of you might be in a hibernating period, and I understand that. You know what you could really use? Some warm and cozy autumnal-inspired recipes. That's right, Kitchen Witches, we have started a new benefit called Recipe Club, and you get to be a part of Recipe Club at the $3 or up level of Patreon. The first rule of Recipe Club is, of course, don't talk about Recipe Club. And the second rule of Recipe Club is, oh my God, ignore the first rule and please tell everyone about Recipe Club. We want as many ghouls as possible who love concocting potions over a hot cauldron to join us. Each month, I will share recipes for one entree, one dessert, a cocktail, and a mocktail for you to make that month in your own kitchen. Then on the Patreon Discord, you can get together with other witches and share what types of tips or tricks you have if you're having any trouble basically your overall experience making the recipes and you can share pictures and just enjoy the community of cooking with other like-minded ghouls. So that's available for any tiers, $3 and up. And as a reminder, the Discord community is also available for any tiers, $3 and up. And on Discord, we have about 10 to 15 different channels at this point Uh, on every single possible spooky subject you could want to talk about. And it is a pop-in hub for lots of interesting different kinds of news and jokes and recommendations. It's basically like small frights times a thousand. It's large frights. It's gargantuan frights. So you got to check out the Discord. I had never used Discord uh, until people were clamoring for it, and I'm still learning it. And there's like really interesting stuff around every corner. So don't let being unsure about a different kind of technology stop you. It's amazing what our brains can do at any age. Okay, the other new benefit that I'm really excited about is something we've been talking about for months and months and months. People have been requesting it. I finally got laid out all the plans for it. So starting in January, we will be kicking off the It's Always Halloween book club. This is going to be a monthly book club that I host over Zoom. It is going to be available to all patrons at the $6 and up levels. 
So we will be reading 12 books a year, possibly more, as I'm looking at doing a month of compiling all the children's books that are recommended to us and doing a month of children's books and maybe doing a month of urban legends. And we'll switch it up and we'll have different reading levels and different styles of books. Probably nothing that's like too aggressive because we do want it to be approachable for people with different reading tastes. Uh, This is going to be uh, aimed at adults 18 and over. Minors are welcomed if they are accompanied by an adult. That's not to say things are going to get too saucy at the book club. It's really just that I want everyone to be able to speak freely and I don't want to have to moderate language or topics and worry about, you know, exposing children to things they shouldn't be exposed to. I know it sounds like I'm expecting a very tawdry book club. And listen, I don't know. I don't know. The movie parties get a little hot and heavy sometimes. That's all I'm going to say. So the books will be uh, selected by me with input and suggestions from the Ghoul Gang, and I will be selecting from my personal favorites and from the recommendations that all of you Amazing Lanterns have called into the podcast. So if you want to be a part of this book club, again, it will be monthly, and there will be a corresponding Discord channel for you to talk with other Ghoul Gang members throughout the month about the book. And then at the end of every month, the last Tuesday of every month, we'll have a hour to hour and a half book club meeting that I'll host and we'll talk about our experiences reading the book. And I will be announcing the January selection, the week of Krampus Knot. So be good and stay tuned. Meanwhile, this Sunday is going to be our second November movie party. We will be watching and discussing Adam's Family Values. As I said on the last episode, there is much to be said about this film. I know you probably think of it as like just like a cozy, uh, nostalgic flick from childhood, but it actually has a really interesting place in our like history and culture. So I'm excited to dive into it a little deeper and give you some background that maybe you're not as familiar with when it comes to this film. That's this Sunday, November 14th, starting at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's not too late to sign up. I will take new Patreon members all the way up until an hour before the screening. And if you want to just attend for a one-off and not commit to the Patreon, that's just a $10 donation to the tip jar, which is in the show notes and on our Instagram as well. If you want to sign up for any level of Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash it's always Halloween. If you're unsure about a monetary commitment at this point, you could always support for just a dollar a month. You'll get a little shout out on the podcast and you'll get that delicious joy of knowing you're helping out an independent creator and ensuring that more work will get made for you to enjoy. Want to know how you can help for free? Just leave us a five-star review and a little couple of sentences telling the world what you love about It's Always Halloween. Every single written review pulls us up in the charts and helps other like-minded ghouls find us. This is especially necessary and especially helpful post-Halloween. I know there's so many people like us out there who like to celebrate all year round, but it can be really hard to find them. So 
go out there, be my little street team and share the good word. Even making a post on social media is extremely helpful. Make sure if you're on Instagram, you tag us at it's always Halloween podcast. Or if you're on Twitter, use the hashtag it's always Halloween. Two more quick pieces of news before we get into our calls and eek mails. First up, I want to wish a very happy belated birthday to Ghoul Gang member and dedicated lantern Ashley Chapman, another Scorpio queen. I hope you had a lovely week. Thank you so much for always supporting the podcast. And lastly, a big warm Halloween thank you to our brand new It's Always Halloween intern, Nathan. Nathan is helping me archive our episodes and list everything you guys have ever recommended to us so it can be easily shared and sourced and referenced forever and ever. Amen. And Nathan also will be assisting with book club and it was his genius idea to start recipe club. Thank you so much, Nathan. Uh, Your help is greatly appreciated. To hear more from Nathan and his love of cooking, check out his contribution to the Small Frights episode, Kitchen Witch, from July 23rd, 2021. Now, without further ado, let's dive into our first eek mail. Okay, today is extra special because I'm reading two physical eek mails, eek mails that were sent in the mail, the actual mail. Uh, So the first one is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It looks like it is written on a old weathered treasure map, but then zhuzhed up with beautiful drawings and stickers and color. And it's just touching it. I feel like I'm touching a very special artifact. I will post pictures on the Instagram so that everyone can see how perfect and gorgeous this is. It starts, Dear Luce, I hope this eek mail finds you safe and well. I'm Kia, and I live in England. I never got to celebrate Halloween much as a child. It just wasn't something my family did. My favorite Halloween memory was the one time I was allowed to go to a Halloween party and my mom told me I wasn't allowed to go trick-or-treating, but me and my friends went anyways and we felt like such rebels. At my friend's house later that night, we were playing a game where you eat as many sugared donuts as possible without licking your lips. (laughs) We were, (laughs) this is so cute. We were sitting by a glass door that looked out onto a long, dark garden. Partway through our donut game, a man suddenly appeared at the window, banged on the glass, and we all screamed. Sugar donuts were flying everywhere. My friend's mom told us that it was the garden ghost who always appears at 8 o'clock. We were so terrified. Later, of course, I found out it was a neighbor. (laughs) The <laughs> Later I found out, of course, it was a neighbor that my friend's mom had asked to come round and scare us. Such a mean trick. That's the kind of thing that would scar me for life. Anyway, fast forward to my adult life. I now love that I can embrace and celebrate Halloween however I want to. October is my favorite time of year. I decorate my apartment with lots of orange and black and pumpkins. 
I visit pumpkin patches and any Halloween events I can find. Unfortunately, there aren't that many good ones here in the UK compared to what's in the US. And best of all, I host a journaling challenge with my followers on Instagram called hashtag Halloween Journal Challenge. It's so creative and fun. I look forward to it every year. My most recent adored way to make the most of Halloween is to listen to your incredible podcast. Aw. <laughs> your research, your voice, the sound design, and the educational content and sense of community are all so amazing. It's Always Halloween is my favorite thing to binge listen to while I design and create my handmade Halloween sticker sheets and vinyl stickers, many of which I've enclosed for you as a gift. I hope they bring you some pumpkin-filled joy and witchy inspiration. I feel like I have so much more to say, but perhaps next time I'll write you a digital eek mail as I hope you haven't suffered too much from reading my terrible handwriting in this wonky letter. Oh my gosh, not at all. This is a delight. Stop it. Thank you so much for all that you do and for the endless spooky season inspiration and cozy feels. Sending you love from your spooky friend, Kia. My goodness, Kia, this, I have to tell you, uh, this arrived uh, on October 30th, the day before calendar Halloween, and it felt like a gift from the spirits. It was such an incredible perk of my weekend. Like I was saying, it's gorgeously, the letter is gorgeously designed. Like I really want to frame it, but it's written on both sides. So I feel like I, I can't, I have to have like a frame that's also like an ornament that sort of spins around on a hanger. It would be very elaborate. Um, and then these stickers that Kia sent that she designs and sells are just some of the most beautiful stickers I've ever seen. There's a sheet of women that are all dressed in uh, vintage fashions of which you find in like Victorian photos of uh, like Halloween models in the 1900s. Um, and then there's like really cute, like cozy kitchen witch st type stuff, like um, cottage core, like a cute little scarecrow with pumpkin, with a pumpkin head and hearts for eyes and a little cauldron with like a cute little latte in it and happy bats and cute little glowing lanterns uh, uh. Um, and really happy ghosts and, and graveyards and little journals. Skeletons on roller skates, mushrooms with jack-o'-lantern faces. Honestly, this is just unreal. It's beautiful. So she has a whole collection of Halloween stickers and sticker sheets that you can find on her Etsy. I highly recommend this. These are cooler stickers than the kinds of stuff that, I don't know, my mom loves scrapbooking and I went through a kind of intense scrapbooking phase when I was younger. And we got most of our materials at like Michael's and Joann's, but the quality of this is so much it's so much cuter it's so much better made it also like it feels handmade in the best way like the creative energy feels like it comes from like a single person instead of the kinds of stuff you buy mass produced has that sort of like trendy made by committee can feel kind of inauthentic sometimes 
So get the most authentic Halloween stickers and journaling materials that I have perhaps ever seen in my life from kiamakes.etsy.com. She also has her own Patreon, patreon.com slash kiacreates, where she sends out journaling materials to you every month. They look very thoughtfully curated. And I love getting things subscription-based because I get overwhelmed with making decisions sometimes. And I know based on what I've already been sent that Kia has very good taste in addition to her incredible skill. I actually met Kia online uh, maybe a month or so ago when she reached out and she made an entire journal page dedicated to one of our chapters on the history of skeletons. So I'm going to share that on our Instagram as well. It is stunningly beautiful and made me tear up a little bit and is such an exciting reminder Uh, of the way that we share our stories and the way that information can be consumed and transmuted and explored in a lot of different ways. That when it comes to creating, there's no end. And art doesn't belong to us. It is to be consumed and inspired and held inside of us and turned into something new again. And, you know, I really, I believe that deep down, but seeing what Kia took from our episode on skeletons, seeing her turn it into something so new and so beyond what I even thought I was doing with that episode. It was very, it felt really good. It was really nice. (laughs) It was very creatively inspiring. I would love to hear from more people who are journal lovers or scrapbookers, and I would love for you guys to connect with Kia because I think you would get a kick out of everything that she's doing. Thanks so much again for this lovely handmade letter. I can't wait to use your stickers. I promise I won't save them forever. I'll actually put them to good use. But please know, it is challenging that part inside of me that never wants to use beautiful things and just wants to treat them as perfect objects on a pedestal, which is not helpful for anyone, but still it's inside of me and I'm fighting it all the time. (laughs) Beautiful things were meant to be used and making your life a little more beautiful is what they are there for. And it's what we need. We need sweet things. We need cute things. We need the kind of stuff that makes every day a little brighter because things are still rough out there. Am I right? Next up, a hot decorating tip from the hotline. Hello, Luce. Um, I just listened to your podcast where you talked about Halloween decorations, and it was lovely and haunted and wonderful. So I'm calling in to tell you about my favorite Halloween decoration. While it's fabulously frightening, the best thing about it is that it's easy and it takes almost zero time. It's also flexible. Whether you make it simple or complicated, it delivers a creepy, haunted vibe. My favorite Halloween decoration is an arrangement of dead flowers. At the beginning of October, I'll pick up a bouquet at the grocery store. Pro tip, roses tend to wilt and die beautifully. I simply place them in a vase without water and watch them wither, wilt, and dry all month. By October 31st, I have a spectacularly sinister bouquet of death and decay that would befit the most ghoulish corpse bride. I hope you try this out. It's really easy. I've also tagged you on Instagram so you can see my arrangement from last year. Happy haunting. 
This is a fantastic idea. I can't believe I never thought of it. You totally had me at easy and takes no time because that is my favorite kind of decorating. And I love that you get to also have a fresh bouquet of flowers and enjoy that for a couple of days. And then the process of the wilting, it's like this activity. You're in your own haunted house. You get to be a part of the rot and decay as it happens. Absolutely brilliant idea. I definitely want to try this next year, but I'm also thinking this could be a fun way to celebrate Halloween in a small way every single month. The rotting flowers symbolizes our march towards the veil, something that you're thinking about and you're close to all the time, something you don't shy away from because you're a lantern and you know it's always Halloween. Thank you so much for this super clever tip. I will be utilizing it and I would love it if you could tag the podcast in the picture, like tag the picture itself. Uh, so that I can see it because what happens when you put the Instagram tag in mentions, it only lasts for like that cycle of like a hundred notifications and it gets pushed down notifications and people just um, put the tag of the Instagram in a caption or if you do it in a comment it goes away really quickly and it's hard for me to see those. So if you actually tag the photograph you want me to see as if I'm in it, then it will show up on my profile and I can always refer back to it. So please do that. Or you can just send me the picture, email me the picture um, because I didn't get a chance to see it and I would love to share it with everybody. I would love to hear any other tips like this that are like easy and creative and something that people can do with just a few bucks, you know, and something again that we can do throughout the year to just remind us how close we are to death at all times. Because that's really the intention behind all Halloween icons and celebrations, isn't it? All right, our next email has the subject line, my terrifying childhood Halloweens. It was like being inside of a horror movie. My parents and I huddled in the dark as monsters pounded on the door trying to get in. My parents were crying in fear and as a child, so was I. All of us holding wooden crucifixes as if vampires were trying to break down our door. This is how all of my childhood Halloweens were spent. To say I lived a sheltered life would be an understatement. I was homeschooled and only got to play with other kids at church events. There was one night a year my parents taught me to dread. Halloween. For those who didn't grow up steeped in it, the stricter evangelist families have a very us versus them outlook, and the them are Satanists. My parents did something a little more unique though. When I was a child, they had me believing that on Halloween, all good Christians would hide in their homes because it was the one night a year Satanists took over the town to conduct annual rituals, summon demons, and try to convert everyone in town into following the devil. At that age, I had never questioned how Satanists were powerful enough to take over the world for one night a year, but so weak they had been in hiding the other 364 days. On the outside, trick-or-treaters knocking and singing at the door just 
thinking nobody was home, but inside my house, we were cowering at every knock, hands over our ears, praying out loud so as not to hear the demonic spells being cast at our door. Looking back now, in my 40s and proudly distanced from evangelism, I feel conflicted about those childhood Halloweens. I missed out on a lot of candy and fun, but I most begrudgingly admit it was somewhat clever of my parents to use the annual door-to-door trick-or-treating to deepen my religious conviction without even knowing they were doing it. Or maybe that's just some latent Stockholm Syndrome talking. And it's not signed, but the sender followed up um, a few days later with the subject line, some folks haven't changed since the 80s. And in the email was just a picture. And the picture is of a screen door with a handwritten note taped to it that says, attention, satanic socialists, underlined three exclamation points. This is the home of a capital patriotic Christian family, underlined one exclamation point. We work hard, underlined, and pay taxes, underlined exclamation point. We do not, underlined, celebrate Satan's Day, underlined. We do not, underlined, give away free candy to lazy, lazy entitled freeloaders, period, No handouts, capitalized, underlined, exclamation point. Welcome to America, capitalized, underlined, two exclamation points. If you want some candy, get a job, capitalized, underlined, two exclamation points, and capitalized, three lines underneath, four exclamation points, find Jesus. I feel like I need to be cleansed after reading that note. I uh, definitely want to welcome people of all beliefs, but that note is unhinged and very distanced from the reality of Halloween and the reality of how our culture works. And it just makes me feel really sad because it's so individualized and so closed off from the people around them, from their neighbors. This is an opportunity where we get to welcome each other in and say hello and have fun interacting with your neighbors and to just say, like, no handouts. Like, (laughs) that's just, I don't know, that's the opposite of uh, everything that I know about the Bible and Jesus who said, love thy neighbor. And I just feel like the people who live in this house are maybe having a really difficult time. Like if there's children in this house, I really just feel for them. And to the person who wrote me the original Eek mail, I really loved the creative way that you wrote this. My heart feels sad for you that you missed out on this time of being a kid and that your parents like indoctrinated you with like so much fear but I don't want to project any of my own feelings about Halloween and childhood onto you it sounds like you're handling it very well and that you have a sense of humor about it and I think that's terrific I commend you and I'm so happy that you've got to enjoy Halloween and celebrate it as an adult I was brought up in a Congregationalist church, which is like the church with the big GLBTQ 
flag that's flying that's like, welcome to all. And I always call it arts and crafts church because that's my biggest takeaway. <laughs> was the amount of arts and crafts that I did. I did choir, I played bells, and I made lots of pretzels and stained glass window paintings. I really don't remember a lot else from church, so my uh, (laughs) associations with it are fairly positive. Everybody was really friendly, and uh, everyone was very chill about people's lifestyles. And there are a lot of different types of people from a lot of different backgrounds who went to our church. And I just wish that upon everybody. I think religion should be something that brings us peace and encourages us to take care of one another. I think that can be really nourishing for our souls and for our communities. I think people get really turned off by religion when it becomes very self-serving self-serving to the point that it becomes cruel and intolerant. When it gets to that level, I just don't understand the point anymore. And I am going to cut things off there before I get accused yet again of making and distributing a political podcast, which this is not. But I do just want to remind everybody one more time that Halloween does not have any affiliation with Satan. However, if you do want to watch an interesting documentary about um, evangelicals and their anti-Halloween perspectives, I recommend the movie Hell House. It's a documentary about a group that is putting on one of those haunted houses that's really just vignettes that are condemning people's lifestyles and telling them that they will go to hell. It's very interesting, can be hard to find. Uh, Do not confuse it with, I think, the fiction narrative movie, Hell House LLC. This one's just called Hell House, and it's from like 2002, I believe. All right, let's take our last hotline call. Lucia. I have wanted to call in since I first found the podcast in July. Thank you, Reddit Halloween. Um, but I've been too chicken to do so. However, not today. It is finally October and I'm feeling all the spooky vibes. So I found my courage and decided to bring this to life. Ooh. <laughs> um, having an October birthday, Libra here. I've always had a built-in party theme for all my birthdays growing up. Every birthday up until high school was spent at Astroworld Fright Nights or Kima Boo on the Boardwalk. Then in high school, October was always around the time when homecoming happened. So instead of going to homecoming dances, I somehow convinced my friends to dress up in full gowns and suits as if we were going to the dance. But instead, my mom would take us to a local haunted house. It was such a fun experience to feel like we were participating in homecoming by getting all dolled up and taking our photos together pre-dance. But then we would show up at a haunted house and walk through it together in our full get-up as a homecoming group, and it was truly such a treat. Um, In an early podcast episode, someone posed the question, is Halloween doomed to be nostalgic? 
And I really love this question. I've spent a lot of time reflecting on that question and all the reasons I love Halloween. And while most of those reasons are tied to nostalgia, such as the birthdays and homecoming experiences, um, in recent years, I've started to create new memories and new ways to celebrate Halloween. I really enjoy curating boo bags full of Halloween-themed goodies and gifting those. Uh, I enjoy baking and decorating Halloween-themed sweets. I have an entire bullet journal dedicated to all things Halloween, full of lists of movies and books and crafts and recipes and all the things I want to do to celebrate Halloween that year. Um, I'm going to send an accompanying email with photos to share some new ways I've celebrated Halloween in recent years, and maybe it will inspire others if they are feeling doomed in the nostalgia. Uh, lastly, I wanted to touch on um, something else that came up in a previous episode about pet costumes. One of my proudest Halloween moments actually happened in 2018 when I dressed my dog up as a ghost, and we had a full-on Halloween photo shoot for him. I submitted his photo to the city for a pet costume contest, and he won! He got his photo in the local newspaper. I definitely peaked that year, and I repost that photo in the newspaper clipping each year on social media, but I just can't help it. It was so fun, and um, it's something that I have enjoyed doing uh, in the uh, later years, is continuing that tradition of dressing him up in costume. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so, so much for creating this podcast. I smile and laugh and have so much joy while listening to each episode. And I cannot wait to learn more about um, Halloween history. Thank you so much. Happy October. Brooke, I loved this call. Thank you so much. Your energy and enthusiasm for all things Halloween. It was just bursting through the phone line. First of all, this happy belated birthday. I hope you had a wonderful birthday slash Halloween month. I am obsessed with you guys dressing up in homecoming gowns to go do haunted houses and Halloween events. I think that's so fun. And I really appreciate you asking, answering the question, is Halloween doomed to be nostalgic? This is, that was actually in our very first Small Frights episode, and I think about it a lot, and this is a question that people ask me in real life all the time, and I love that you bake and that you hand out boo bags, which is so generous, and I think it's fantastic that you dedicate an entire journal to Halloween. I am very inspired by you in this moment. That's genius. I need to do that. Lanterns might be thinking that that is obvious, but here I sit at the pod closet desk with one, two, three, four, five, six different notebooks around me. (laughs) I I really love stationery and I get really suckered in by a, a notebook with like a cool cover or really soft paper or some kind of neat design that I think will make me a more organized person. So if you fall into those trappings, maybe you can relate. But I 
love the idea of just picking one thing and sticking to it so that I'm not constantly haunted by never knowing exactly where I wrote a specific down. (laughs) And congrats to you and your dog for winning this pet costume contest. Honestly, I would tell that story over and over and over for the end of time. I would totally dine out on being in my paper. That's so, so cool. It reminds me of um, 10 years ago or so, I got a costume idea from the feminist magazine Bust, B-U-S-T. They're one of my favorite magazines when I was in college and in my 20s, and I still really like it. It's aimed a little younger than me. Some of the subjects feel like things I've already grappled with, but it's beautifully written and laid out, and it always has great fashion and really fun ideas. Um, One of their costume ideas, this was back in like 2011, was um, Tippi Hendren from The Birds. And, you know, she had the great 1960s outfit on with like the little crows attached to her. And I was like, I'm going to do that. I have a dress just like that. And then I went shopping for the crows the weekend of Halloween because I was younger and not as smart. And all of the Halloween stores were sold out of crows. And I couldn't find crows at any of the crafting stores. All I could find were tiny little blue and white and red and white and yellow and white songbirds, like the kind that you would weave into a wreath. (laughs) So I ended up wiring those onto my clothes and then I made these little speech bubbles that were like, I assure you, I'm quite menacing. (laughs) And I covered them in blood (laughs) so that they would look more dangerous. (laughs) And it ended up being a very funny costume, but people were a little confused. I sent the picture into Bust and they actually published it. And so that was my big moment, my 15 minutes of Halloween costume fame. I'll have to post that on the Instagram along with this adorable picture of your dog. Uh, Two Halloween heroes, me and your dog. (laughs) I'm so delighted to hear that the podcast is bringing you such joy as your call has brought me so much joy. I look forward to hearing from you more soon, Brooke. Please call back anytime. Lanterns out there, have you ever been in your local paper or newsletter or online magazine for something cool and Halloween-y that you did? Call or write in and let us know. The number here is 802-532-DAD. And if you want to write us an email, you can reach us at it's always Halloween podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at it's always Halloween podcast, and you can DM me there as well. As I said at the top of the episode, if you love It's Always Halloween, please subscribe at patreon.com slash it's always Halloween or make a one time donation using our tip jar. You can also support the podcast by buying It's Always Halloween merch on Redbubble. What a fun stocking stuffer that would be, right? Or a Yankee swap gift or a white elephant gift? Inundate your friends and family with Halloween this Christmas. That link is in our show notes and so is our Instagram, It's Always Halloween podcast as well. This episode of It's Always Halloween was performed by me, Luce Tomlin-Brenner, with help from your fellow lanterns, including Brooke and Kia and more. Thank you so much for your contributions. The sound design, editing, and theme music is by the wonderful Pete Burns. Thanks so much, Pete.
You can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at LTB Comedy and Pete at Mittenberries. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please do subscribe and write us that little review that I was telling you about. It helps us so much and we can find other like-minded ghouls to hang out with. You can also subscribe to us on the NPR One app. Please sign up there and tell Ira Glass you love us. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of It's Always Halloween and come back next time, especially if you're a socialist looking for...